from New York City. A podcast from working actors, directors, and playwrights. This is the Cry Havoc Company. Hello. This is Kit Lavoie, the host of the Cry Havoc podcast and the artistic director of the Cry Havoc Company. This is going to be the first in a series of three special episodes of the podcast that will give you a chance to look inside the Cry Havoc new play development process. It is a popular misconception that playwrights sit alone in a room, type out a play, then hand it off to a director and some actors and they put it on stage. But, in fact, it often takes years of writing, rewriting, readings, workshops, and more rewriting before a play finally finds its way to production. One of Cry Havoc's major focuses is on providing support for writers as they develop their plays, always with a focus on helping the playwright write the play that they are trying to write, rather than trying to tell them what we think would make a better play. Over the past few weeks, Cry Havoc writers have been working on their contributions to our annual collection of very short holiday plays. Those of you who have listened to our annual holiday play podcast will be familiar with the assignment for these very short holiday plays. The plays must be no longer than five pages, must take place during the holiday season, must be a complete structurally sound play, i.e. not a sketch, must feature at least one character from a play that was developed with Cry Havoc, and must be inspired in some way by a randomly assigned song. Since these plays are only five pages long and the discussions of them are similarly compact, we thought this would be a great opportunity to invite you to listen in on the kinds of things we discuss when we are helping a playwright develop their play. Over the next couple of weeks, you'll be able to listen in to a discussion of a playwright's first draft, of an intermediate draft of a play, and of a play undergoing its final detail polish. Today, we'll begin by listening in on the reading and discussion of the first draft of the play Angie by Emily Claire Schmidt. Emily is a third-year student getting her MFA in playwriting at the New School for Drama, and she was an apprentice with Cry Havoc this summer. Her very short holiday play is inspired by a character from her play The Ditch Pigs, which she developed while she was an apprentice. If you'd like to read along with the actors, the text can be found at www.cryhavoccompany.org slash Angie. Enjoy. A military base somewhere in the Iraqi desert. Andy, a 26-year-old volunteer in dirty army fatigues, sits on an overturned crate reading through a stack of letters. He drinks a craft beer from an open case beside him. Above him, shiny strands of cheap tinsel hang from a balding rope of fake evergreen. Mitch, 20, enters. Where'd you get those? Christmas package. You son of a... They're scummed. Mitch shrugs and takes one anyway. Andy makes an annoyed face but doesn't say anything. Mitch pulls up a chair and stretches his legs. First Christmas in the desert, college man? Yep. How many letters you got? A couple boxes. My old teammates and the families, mom's friends from church. It's a good haul. Most of these people I don't even know. They start out with... Dear soldier. I see you are, right? I don't know. Why'd you join up anyways? What? I've seen a lot of guys come and go, but not so many college boys like you. I guess I didn't know what else to do. Heard you were a big sports star. That was okay. Just hope you didn't sign up to be a hero. 
So, um, how many uh, Christmases you been here? Three. Feels like my whole life. Andy doesn't know how to respond. He opens another letter. There's a photograph inside. He smiles. <clears throat> hey, share the wealth. Mitch grabs the photograph from Andy. He whistles. Shut up, man. All my love, Angela. Dude, she's a babe. Andy grabs the picture from Mitch. Read your own letters, okay? I've got any. Are you Jewish or something? No. Look, man, I didn't mean to... This is my third Christmas in the desert. All the people who sent care packages when I started are telling themselves the war is over. All the girls who sent me nudie pics are married. This is not the place to be a hero. Mitch finishes his beer. He stands to leave. Yo, Mitch. Yeah. Andy takes half his stack of letters and gives them to Mitch. Merry Christmas. Mitch smiles. He sits back down next to Andy and starts opening letters. Alright, what are you working on? Um, so I'm working on Andy and just, I was trying to think about um, a surprising place for his life to go after the, after Ditch Pigs. Somewhere I, I conceivably see him, but like, not like where he would go if things didn't work out the way he expected them to. So, and, and the song, um, Watch As They Go, it's really interesting because the lyrics are like super like, or the, the song sounds very like up and happy, but the lyrics are about like shooting people and like um, forgetting what you've done, like not talk, like things like that. So I was kind of like, huh, it seems military to me. But I also didn't want it to be too dark. And I guess I kind of wanted to, in a sense, not like rewrite Ditch Pigs for Christmas, but like. But like, I'm still interested in exploring like Andy's like masculine relate like relationships with other men. But now he's an older, more mature guy. So. That's Who's Andy? Um, yeah, so it's from a short play um, that I wrote with two college hockey players. And they're just like talking about girls and <coughs> sex and craziness. Yeah. Which one of those characters? He's the older one in that one. So he's Jacob. the. He's the. Okay. Yeah. Jake. Yes, he's Jake. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's played by Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thoughts? Well, just from the point of um, fleshing out Andy as a character, I was surprised that Angie. Oh, Angela still was still around. That was a big bombshell oh, in right. the world of, of ditch pigs, which ends with them yeah. Yeah. Like breaking up or him, you know, they're mm-hmm. gonna break up. And also him, you know, like not playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Although that's that wasn't much of a surprise. Right. It seemed like oh, okay, that feel that felt like the guy. Mm-hmm. So it felt like him. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, and um, oh, the thing. Um, ending on the letters, like ending yeah. on sharing the letters. Did that work or was that too cheesy? Well, I don't know if it's about cheesy. I think um, I wasn't, uh, they didn't seem to be engaging on the value of the letters in a way that made that the happened. giving of the letters the end yeah. to the conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they could be having the same conflict, but using the letters as like, yes. the, you know, the object to be negotiated over, mm-hmm. or, you know, then it would have more significance. I mean, that could be any number yeah. of different things. Yeah. I found it interesting that they 
didn't appear to know each other that well, but they were together at this on this day right. or at this moment anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me curious to know what their previous experiences with each other like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am not familiar with military installments in mm-hmm. the desert, so I don't know how frequently you come across somebody, but it. But I wonder if you would know people. Yeah, you, you more. You probably would. Or at least where they came, where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. If this is the new person, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, like, what their history was. Mm-hmm. There didn't seem to be any history. It was mm-hmm. just a person of knowledge sharing with someone who didn't have knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which made them strangers, which is difficult for a short play because they have nothing to build on or nothing to have conflict over because they've just met. Mm-hmm. So, you have to really pump up the stakes of their interaction because they don't have investment in each other yet. And so they have to have investment in that moment in each other to have a conflict over something. Mm -hmm. So that's something to make sure that you like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was sort of this feeling of like, oh, we're bored and there's nothing to talk about, so let's talk to each other. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't seem, didn't seem as like urgent for them to have this conversation mm-hmm. well yeah and I think a lot of the information that we got as you know as it comes out was volunteered information yeah it wasn't totally volunteered information but it was served up because they got a very softball question from mm-hmm. the other person um, you know and, and, and I think and I, I think relatedly um, well I think one thing to think about is what is forcing this conversation yeah. I mean because candidly Incredible boredom <laughs> could force yeah. a conversation. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you want, but then I think you need to, Make to it build more. that. I kind of feel like it is, or at least on Mitch's. Like, I feel like they've been sitting in the desert on Christmas. I mean, there's, yeah, you know, like, I mean, there, there's there's something potentially very yeah. dramatically interesting mm-hmm. about that. But, but they're not also the only people in this situation. Yeah, right. They are driven to each other. Right. They're must be others in the desert. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so why do these two have this moment instead of anybody else mm-hmm. who's on the base? And and also, you know, the question of, and it's been alluded to, but what is the conflict between these two people? They do have conflict, but this is something we talked about with some other things too, is yeah. it's, it's less dramatic conflict than it is static conflict in right. terms of they argue, yeah. but what are the stakes of that argument? Mm-hmm. And it's a tricky thing, and totally not undoable, but it's always a, a real challenge when you're writing a play between people who don't know each other, mm-hmm. because they need to develop enough of a relationship that can then be changed mm-hmm. by the conflict um, you, you over know. four pages, which is tricky. Yeah. But I think that that's, in terms of when you're looking for dramatic conflict, it's something that's changing the nature of the relationship between mm-hmm. the people. Um, and again, it is certainly possible to find a dramatic conflict between people who don't know each other, especially, candidly, people who are part of some intertwined yeah. society, which these people are. Um, but yeah, I think that, because I think you've got a lot of really interesting stuff, the, the, the letters and the photos and the difference between how long they've been in there, all of those feel like real... Um, building blocks of a really interesting short play and it's that matter of, of what is forcing these two into conflict over those issues um, 
with if I format the way that it's supposed to be, will I actually have more room? Yeah, you've got yes. more space. Okay, yeah. that makes a big difference. Yeah, you you can go at least half again lines. as much as we've got. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I, I mean, I I'm, I'm, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. This is this is just madness. I mean, the words can go all the way to the edge. <laughs> they do each kind of go on a. A thing, yeah. You know, on yeah. these four pages. Yeah. It seems though that they they they're going they, on they two do it parallel. Things. Like they both do it alone, but in the same place. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Because they seem to sort of agree. Like they're jaded. Mm-hmm. It's just um, Andy's. He's like mini Mitch. That's that's good. And Mitch is like you know I can't stand those younger. guys that are. Oh, but he's yeah because yeah, he he's went been there. The yeah. That makes sense. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You also do raise the grammatic question, incidentally, of why he has come here in a way that is not resolved. And so it's just a question of either addressing the question or taking out the thing that makes us want. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Andy, as it is now, like, he learns or, like, finds the value of the letters that are anonymous. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah. I feel like that's, you know, that's, that's in there. Yeah. But it's not brought out really by his interaction with Mitch, other than he sort of quietly decides to share this thing with him. Mm-hmm. This other guy who he is aware is going through something. Mm-hmm. And then for Mitch, it's like the, the hero idea. It's like, I don't like these kind of people. And Andy doesn't seem like one of those kind of people to us, but yeah. maybe to him at very early on. But we have yeah. very little reason to believe that. Right. He's like, you guys like you, or he doesn't seem like one of those guys. So gotcha. he starts talking about like those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a straw man argument. Like he talks about heroes. He, br- he brings it up, yeah. and then he kind of lands on it. Yeah, yeah. Something else you might want to look at, and it is a, a trap of the play between people who don't know each other, is about a third of the lines in here are questions. Oh. And... It can be a really helpful exercise to go through, find the questions, identify what the person asking the question thinks the answer is, and then let them behave as though they believe that is what it is. Mm -hmm. What do they say to someone who they think X is true about? Because then it can be a really helpful way to bring information about these characters out if they are confronted by someone not who is curious about their truth, but somebody who is wrong about them and needs to be corrected. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Um, um, yeah, anything else? No? Song, song. Oh, song. song. What is your song? Okay. Um, Watch As They Go by American Princess. Here we go. <laughs> Let's take five and then we'll come back and do some more.
Thank you for joining us for this special episode of the Cry Havoc podcast. If you would like to see how this play and the rest of this year's Very Short Holiday plays turned out, visit www.cryhavoccompany.org gift to learn how to get this year's Havoc for the Holidays Very Short Holiday Play Collection. You can learn more about the Cry Havoc Company at cryhavoccompany.org. Questions or comments can be sent to podcasts at cryhavoccompany.org. All music from this show came from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe. <laughs>